This is live. The casual fan. Live. What, 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 what go on? What's good with you, Trace? You're bringing a class on? You're, you're, you're translated over to this show now? Is that what's going on? You can always find a bit of Sasson somewhere. You'll see. They're going to get upset. <laughs> they, already, they already feel excluded. Yeah. Uh, they can be guests. <laughs> they should have their own shows. Like, like, there's no reason why we shouldn't have three or four shows. Eight or two. On, on YouTube. Eight. So... Hey to Dave, like, just like being called Dave is even better. <laughs> yeah, now that you say that, I didn't know that. Anytime he, he, he makes me mad, I'm going to be like, yo, Dave, listen. <laughs> oh, man, I'm going to be abusing the Dave. He's going to be, what the fuck? Yo, why are you saying Dave? I'm just saying, man. Why, you don't like it? I didn't know. Your name. <laughs> Dave. But yeah, so this is the casual fan. Today's episode, we will be covering the shocking death of maybe it's just to me, but the shocking death of Combat Jack. Yeah, I was shocked. Also, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like what is this second one? Also, Joe Budden leaving the everyday struggle. I was shocked. Complex podcast. Yeah. Did you see his video reply? Or I like it, but times. <laughs> so I love it. I he's he's one of the few people that like when he has something to say, I listen. It's not the things he says. Like his laugh annoys me. You know, oh, I, love like, I love. I love. I've, I've actually. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, that yeah, that one. <laughs> it's funny because it's like it's like a sneeze, laugh, right? Your type of all rolled in one type of thing. <laughs> but yeah, yeah oh. you have to like sneeze, be shocked, be mad, be happy, and laugh at the same time. So you know the background to it, like how it all started. <clears throat> yeah, it's it's really it's really them. Like in a nutshell, it's it's them having to renegotiate him not being happy with what they offered. Um, kind of wide roundabout ways they've treated him throughout the the last process of the last contract and this one coming up or this one ending. Okay. So this one just ended then, I guess. Did it here. Yeah. But um his his new video on his podcast where he kind of gives an overview of what happened. It lets you know all the things that it led up to it. Yeah, the way he talks about it, you kind of could see it coming, so. Hmm, interesting. Uh I heard but a little I, bit of it. 
and just mostly of him like not feeling like he was what's the word given the right credit not just the credit but yeah uh, the Nike the Nike story whatever with the shoe company where they're like yeah we want you to wear these shoes but there was like no check for it yeah. complex got the check and didn't give them anything stuff like that yeah that and the Spotify one the Spotify sounded like the deal breaker what was the case? What was exactly the Spotify thing? So Spotify wanted to talk about a certain subject, <laughs> and um, whatever whatever that discussion was, that um, Spotify, because I guess they wanted to make it sound like they wanted to make it sound organic, and they wanted to have Joe and them talk about it, and he's just like, nah, he wasn't really feeling it, right. So he says, I'm not going to do it. And Complex says, yes, you are. And Spotify says, well, if Joe's not talking about it, then we're out. Exactly. So. Okay. So just something that he didn't want to talk about, and then they're trying to force him to do it. Yeah, and, it was, and then uh, the, way no pay for the, way, the way he spoke about it was like it ruined the relationship between Complex and Spotify. So it didn't sound like it was something like, oh, okay, we won't do that, and maybe we'll do something yeah. later. It sounded like it was like, oh, okay, well, we're not doing anything with you guys then. Yeah, if you guys don't have Joe, then what the hell? Yeah. Same thing. <clears throat> so. Joe has power, and he, he know. But, I mean, it makes sense, though. It makes sense because it's, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of like the relationship between. I want to say cultural appropriation. I think it's deeper than that, though. It's kind of like like you bring the slaves over to America. You want them to do the work. You take style from them. You take this from them. You take that from them. But you don't want them. Like I feel like Complex kind of did that with Joe. It's like, we want your edge, we want your insight, we want all that, but we're not going to cut you the check on the deals that you, you know, from companies that come in and, you know, rock this and talk about that, but we're not going to cut you in. But is Complex, like, like a new, new company, like, money-wise? Complex? Complex has been Do they have the money to support all these shows and type stuff? Or are they like newly rising within like this type of media? No, it's the thing about everyday struggle is it's it's the biggest thing they've got going. They've been around for a long time. Like Complex Magazine. Yeah, yeah, I know Complex Magazine's been around for a while. Like their website. Yeah. It was like more into like X games type stuff and hip hop and stuff they're, like that. It was really different. They're all over the place. They're um they're all over the place. They're like, um, I'm trying to think of a, a website that's similar to Complex, but they just cover everything. So it's like everything pop you can really think of. Okay, so it used to they're be kind of like, Alexa. Kind of like the old MTV. Right, right, right. Okay. Like, uh, you had MTV, then you had MTV2, and you had all these things, and they cover hip-hop. They cover... Sports. Sports, politics. Movies. And- Media yeah. stuff, yeah, yeah, okay. all types of stuff. So complex has been doing that for years, but the thing is, when you put everyday struggle on within, and and that's another thing Joe Bunn was talking about. You've never seen 
uh, a program or um, content-driven program do what it did in nine months. The way right. they, they struggled with it. So, like, yeah, he was like, yeah, you got the, the sneaker shopping and that does numbers and you got um, what else did he mention from Complex that does numbers? I don't know about them. It was the sneaker but, shopping. How do you say that? But he was like, we do a million views every day. Yeah. Yeah, they get a lot of views. Right? So it's like, you can't, you can't dispute or argue against the numbers we do because we do them daily. So yeah, you can have uh, sneaker shopping. Yeah, you can have you know complex news or whatever. But everyday struggle brings in a million views every single day. So what are you gonna say to us? Exactly. So right now they're trying to release him. That's why they're Who Kid. Yeah, Wu Kid's kind of funny, but he's not insightful. No, he's not insightful. He's a joker. Like, have you ever watched his podcast? Yeah. He's like a comedian. He just likes bringing up like funny stuff, and he's he likes to tell his stories, which are like stuff more times he can't tell on complex. <laughs> well, it's, it's not that. It's he can't articulate the way Joe does. Like, yeah, you might not like what Joe says, but he has a way of breaking it down and explaining it in a way yeah. that Woo Kid can't do it. Not sure. So. What was Joe saying? He he started the show like not even help started like he started the show. Him and Axe, but they they just started renegotiating with academics. And, okay. And what's her name? Nadeska is actually like a complex employee, so she's not even she's not. I like like when he broke it down and he was talking about it. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. I have seen her before. Everyday struggle. So she's with Complex. So when he's talking about the creators and whatever, he's talking about him and academics. Okay, okay, okay. She just got put in there as part of the company. And he even kind of referred to her as like part of the boys club. He's like, there's there's a boys club in all the corporations, you know, record companies, all that. There's people who kind of switch positions and this person is now the producer. This person is now the executive. Like she's in an... In, She's in the in crowd in the corporate setting of. Complex. Okay, okay, okay. So at first, when I'm listening to him talk, I'm I'm waiting for him to say, "Me, academics, and Nadeska," but he never really, he never really mentions her in their creative. But home. truthfully, where did she come from before this? Like, I've never it's seen. Not, she's she she used to like host the news and stuff like, complex news. It was a person. It wasn't in this person. When I first saw this, I was like, who is this chick? I have no clue who this chick is. Like, I don't get why she's there. So I'm like, maybe it's I like one of Joe's friends, because, you know, Joe likes to put his friends on. Yeah. So I figured it was one of them. But Well, their, their, um, their format is based off of ESPN's first take. Right, 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 right. First right, take right. has a female moderator, so it made sense. It always makes sense to put a female on the show anyway. Like, yeah. But she still came out of left field. They're like, there's so many other people they could have used. You know I, I mean? like her though. I've always liked Nadesco. I don't know. She's funny. The, the thing about the three of them, the thing about the three of them is they're well balanced as a trio. You need somebody with a hard edge like yeah. Joe. 
you need somebody that's a little bit ignorant like Ak, and then you need somebody who's got a softer opinion that can, especially when they have the interviews. Right, right, yeah, yeah. And he spoke about the interviews too. He talked about how he never wanted the interviews in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. He's like, I don't like none of you niggas. I was like, maybe you should have said, you shouldn't have said that. So I'm like, he interviewed Jeezy, so, and he said he loved that interview. So now you're saying he doesn't love the interview? No, I think what he meant was... He schooled, what he what's his name? Um, I think when he was saying that, he meant to say, I like them. I like having conversations, but as far as having them on the show, I wouldn't want them on the show. No, no. It's weird. Joe, the it's person weird, is but... very big on words. Yeah. The words he chooses to say, so. Yeah. At the same time, yeah, you know like, it's kind of weird, bro. It is. So now that he leaves, I mean, I mean, but look at look at look at the Charlotte. I mean, not the was it? No, not Charlemagne. Taxstone. Like he did the thing with Taxstone, and him and Taxstone are tight. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, so I kind of get it. I kind of get what he's saying, but I get how it can be misconstrued. Right, 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 right. You know, Taxstone is still in jail, eh? Yeah. Him and Troy, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Speaking what's of... His name? What's his name? Does his own podcast too, right? Academics? Um, I don't think so. I I think it's just his YouTube channel. It's just his news stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's just so annoying to me. Looking at him is annoying to me, you know. Especially when he's just there like this. When he's got that blank face. Like this. Yeah. Well, that's on purpose. <laughs> he, that's he, on the pumpkin, man. He does look <laughs> a little confused at times. Like, man, I can't stand, like, his face is just enough, man. And then his opinions... It's driving me crazy because there's nothing behind it. It's like he's saying what he believes is gonna be the popular thing or the thing that will get Joe. So when he realizes it doesn't get Joe or it's not a popular opinion, yeah, he's like, well, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, I mean this, this, and then he goes like something totally different. You're like, what the hell? That's not what you said. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't really take a hard stance, and that's the great thing about the show. He's he's kind of he's in the middle between Nadeska and Joe. He takes he takes a stance, but he's not going to stand firm behind it. Joe is not flinching. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that's what makes them great together. Does the desk even take sides? No. Kind she of doesn't really. That's the thing. It's it's not really taking sides of what she does. Checking the desk. I like the desk though. That show was just, just just starting to grow on me. I liked it from the gate. Now it like, happened. I liked it from jump. I wish they had kept the same point and didn't have a guess on it, though. Sorry. Doing a Facebook thing. Well, Facebook too. Yeah, I'm 
No, I'm just posting it up. <clears throat> yeah, man. We have a watcher. We have a watcher here, but they not be. They don't be talking. They just be there, like. They be listening though. I'm watching. They be listening. The watcher. I know. That's what I have in my head. The watcher or like Marvel shit. But yo, that was um. That threw me off guard because it's like. Um, somebody had brought up him having. He just his uh, wife just had the son. His girl just had the yeah. son. So at first it was like, oh, maybe he's just taking time off. But I think that was a whole media spin. So. But even that's what Who Kid said. Like people are like, oh, Who Kid's taking Joe? Like Joe got fired, and Who Kid's like, nah, nah. Like Joe's just at home taking care of the baby. He'll be back next week. And Joe's like, yo, oh. ain't nobody on eternity. Like oh. ain't nobody on eternity, man. Don't try to use my three day old child as an excuse. That's. That's one of the things they brought up. Um, what did he say? How much? How much of the the Joe interview did you see, or the Joe podcast did you see? I can say probably like the first, like let's say 20, 30 minutes. You might as well just watch the whole thing. It was only like forty minutes. No, it was like two hours. Oh, the clip I saw was just forty minutes. Oh, okay, no, no, it wasn't a clip. I had like the whole podcast. <laughs> what I saw was like titled about him, his reasoning for leaving. No, I don't know. Mine was titled episode 141. Okay. <laughs> um, so, and the whole one, so I just kind of stopped. I was like, okay. So I'm like, this is probably basically everything. So Yeah, because he was, he was talking about how in the negotiations, um, when they gave, because they kept giving, they kept offering him the same deal. So every time they went to negotiate, they were offering. He doesn't say what the deal was, right? Huh? He doesn't say what the deal is that they offered him. Well, he's not going to give specifics. Okay. Obviously, he's. Um, but he was just. They was just talking about like his price, like how much he was going to charge, and he's just like, his whole thing was. You're not gonna pay me the same thing you paid me in the first three months when here are the numbers. You know, you're doing a million a day. You're getting ad re- you're getting ad revenue that you're not splitting with me and the other co-creator. Right. That's true. So he wants X amount and they're not they're not coming back to the table with a new amount higher. They're giving him the same deal. So like oh, like he hasn't been to something. It's kind of like how on TV shows, when they get better ratings, the actors yeah. get more money per episode. Or when you have a hit podcast and you you know try to negotiate again. But anyways, um, <laughs> but um, his whole thing was he had this. His son was born on like the Friday, and he got an email on the Sunday. I think him or his manager or his lawyer, and they okay. they said, "Well, here's the deal," and he said, "No," and they said, "Well, I think I think they said he can if he shows up to work because he he told somebody he was going to show up to work, and they said, "Well, if he shows up, we already have a replacement so far for the week, so if he comes through, he's gonna, he's going to be kind of like a guest." And he's gonna come through at a lower rate of pay. 
for that week. We've we've already replaced you for this week because we don't know what's going to go on. But if you want to come on as a guest, you can come on since you're already going to be there, but we're only going to be this much. It was like some blatant disrespect. Yeah, that's extra. That's like acting like he really did nothing. Like they're doing everything and he's doing nothing. And Academics actually has a video. He has like a seven-minute video where he's explaining his side about what's going on. And he's just kind of... Because they both they both said in their videos that they both speak to each other every day. Right. So he kind of he kind of gives his take on what's going on. What did he say? No, he, was, he pretty much just said the same thing Joe was saying. He was saying that, you know, Complex is kind of dealing with him a little disrespectful. Hopefully they can work it out. He's saying... Now, as far as his contract, he just started renegotiating. They just right. hit him up about renegotiating. So that's what he's dealing with. But as far as him and Joe, they're still good and they talk every day. But, you know, he understands what Joe's going through because it's the kind of disrespectful. It is, though. Yeah. Like, they're doing a lot. So now that they lose Joe, they really just think Joe's replaceable type thing. Like, this is our show. We have the thing. All we got to do is bring somebody else controversial in, and it'll be the same one, too. Yeah, but that's... And they think that's what is controversial. That's what they're, um, they're banking on. They're banking on um, catching lightning in a bottle. It, no, it's not even that. They don't realize they that they caught like a bottle. If they really want that. At least they'll get one week first week out of DMX. After the first week, people will, will be tired. Yeah. Because it's like you, you, you caught lightning in a bottle and you didn't realize it. Now you think you could replicate it. And it's I actually yeah. I actually um I commented on one of the Wukid um featured episodes and Somebody said, oh, somebody replied to me and said, oh, they can find another one-hit wonder to replace Joe with. And I was going to respond, but I was like, (laughs) all right, you're one of those guys that just thinks Joe is a hater and he doesn't know what he's talking about. And they only have him because he had a hit single in 03 and that's what brings in the views. No, Joe brings in the views because, A, he's in the industry. B, he knows what he's talking about. C, he knows how to properly articulate what he's talking about. Exactly. Like who kids who kids in the industry, but he can't he can't break it down like everybody else can. He can't he can't break it down who like ever cared that much to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like who kid DJ, like he loves his music and but I don't see him going, okay, yo, did you just hear the last two bars that this person said? That's Joe Buttons. Like Joe Buttons. I say Joe Buttons with an S. <laughs> well, what's it called? You weren't the first and him, like, <laughs> he like that's his thing, like lyrics and everything. So he's listening to all this music. He's like watching these people's stories. Like he's in it as a fan. And he knows how to be an antagonist. Exactly. Some people can be disliked, but he knows how to be like a real antagonist. Remember when Raekwon, not Raekwon, but Raekwon's people punched him in the face. Oh, man. Made him apologize on camera. (laughs) 
Oh, that's so wicked. That's so. I shouldn't even be laughing at that, but that's funny. Well, you know, Wu Tang Clan ain't none, but you know. They do from jump. <laughs> they told you from jump. Joe did a blog right after that with the ice pack on his eye. Yep. And he was like, "Yo, I apologize because they told me to, but I was disrespectful." <laughs> He's like, "But I'm a rapper. Like, yeah. that's my thing. Like, I'm into rapping. Like, I liked." I like I've you know what's funny? I was I've been subscribed to Joe's YouTube page for years. Cause he had it going like years ago. Yeah. Like when he did the whole thing with Tahiri. With Tahiri, yeah. I was subscribed back then. So when he started dropping these ones, I was like, oh, I forgot that I was even subscribed. Yeah. So like he's he's always been a content creator. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and he's always he's always had a way to engage Grab attention. and give them a glimpse into like his own world. So like whether it was him and Tahiri or him and Slaughterhouse, because there's a lot of dope videos with him and Slaughterhouse in the in the studio or just talking about shit. Like Yeah. He's always had dope Especially those conversations. He'll always have it there for those conversations. Yeah. Not everybody can do that. Not everybody can articulate that. So that's Joe's thing. Like Joe's one of those people who like he's just a loudmouth. Like it's not even he's a loudmouth. It's just that he doesn't stop talking. He always wants to talk and he always has something to talk about. Yeah. Which he's always like knowledgeable about. Yeah. And so you gotta look at him like, well, how the hell do you know this shit? Mm. <laughs> but yeah. So now he's gone. I'm just gonna keep the desk up. For now, I think I think at some point he might show back up. I think, I think at, as a host or a guest. I think some at some point or a guest host. I think at some point Complex is gonna acquiesce. Oh, so you think Complex is one of those? Uh, if you don't listen, you'll feel type people. Yeah, I think at some point company. they're gonna realize that their their new formula is not working. And people want the original. It would not take too long because once people get over it, it doesn't matter if you bring it back. If they're yeah. over it, they're over it. Yeah. Especially if somebody else comes in with that same format. Like another group of people. Or if Joe comes out with a better show. That too. Because he did say, I don't know how far you watched or how far in he said it, but he was like, everybody, he said within a matter of a day or so, everybody's hitting him up. So Revolt's hitting him up. I'm pretty sure All Def Digital hit him up. Loud Loudspeakers Network probably hit him up. Like all these platforms. City's working on something up. with um, Charlemagne too. Yeah, I wouldn't be yeah, surprised. They were working on something. I wouldn't be surprised. So I know what they it could be a podcast. Could just be some a show. Especially if they don't, especially if they don't lock down academics long term. And he says, "All right, well, I see the writing on the wall, and me and Joe can go back to doing this again and do it on a better platform." They can go do it somewhere else. <laughs> Just to be the two of them. Yeah, I think they'll be missing is oh, they actually a, a platform would buy them. It was all the same stuff that they have. 
is that a platform would be able to provide them with all that stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up on Revolt. Revolt will set them up, put them in a especially studio, get somebody to work the camera and all that stuff. Especially if he's um, talking with Charlemagne. That's true, because Charlemagne's already on Revolt. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I wonder if we can talk to, um, while Academics is doing his renegotiations, if he could actually talk to him about working on something else, or is that something within his contract that he couldn't do? Well, they are renegotiating with him right now, so I think the ball's in his court. No, no, but I'm just saying, what if Joel's like, you know what, listen, I got Revolt on the line. They're ready for us to do our show. So we can go over there. They're going to pay us this amount of money. Well, they're talking every day, so you never know. It might have already happened. That's true. I'm just wondering, like, contractually, can he do that? If it's like, a, you know, like with WWE, if you want to get released, released, when they let you go, you still can't fight for, like, you can't do nothing for, like, what, four or five months? It depends on who you are and what you really sign, though. Because I don't think everybody has a no-compete clause. I think it depends on how hot you are. Right. And at what point. Well, you sure. I don't think, especially when you look at the, the terms, like some people have a no compete that's like eight months. And I think some people it's like a couple of months. I think they all have a no compete clause because, well, it depends. I think not in NXT or maybe even in NXT. Because what's it called? On the indies, as soon as you work for WWE, you come in on a higher tier than a lot of other indie indie wrestlers just because you work for WWE. Yeah, well, you're the hot commodity by then. So it's like, I don't know. Well, it, depends. it probably depends who you are. What, yeah, what kind of contract Vince gives you. And even in the end, Vince could be like, don't worry about it. <laughs> Go do your thing. Yeah. I don't know. It might be... Um... With him, he's in the middle of negotiation, so. So. Yeah. so. Um, like, he's, I think he's in the middle of it, so I think right now he's probably dictating the terms. Especially. That's true. With they, want, they don't want to lose right both now. of them. True. Yeah. yeah, with everything going on right now, they need him more than ever. You know, they may say they may say, "Hey, we have no plans of bringing him back. You're now the anchor." Right. You know, he may say, "Well, you're gonna have to up that price." And they have to. They're gonna have to. Truly. He's he's the last of it. Like you can't do the show with anybody else. You already can't. You can do it. Yeah. Well, she doesn't have. She doesn't have the chemistry. No, I'm not gonna say that. She does have the chemistry with them, but the core is academics and Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Like what you what you're really buying is the professional tension between Joe and academics. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. Nadeska is. You want to see Joe Persimmon. Nadeska is the buffer. 
she's the person to kind of step in when things may get a little too heated. But she's again, she's she's the safe space between the two of them. She's not she's not who you tune into. You tune in to see academics say something and Real Joe Buttle. Yeah. Academics say something real stupid, and Joe look at him like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" Yeah, it's again, it's it's first take. If you were watching first take with Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith, Joe Stephen A. Smith, and and academics is Skip Bayless. Everybody looks at Skip Bayless like he's clueless, but then they look at Stephen A. Smith like, "Okay, you're." too wild and too opinionated. Right. <laughs> Who was the girl in the show? I can't remember her name, but she's fine as a mother. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of which, we got to... <laughs> After we cut this, we got to speak about some some other things. We got some things in the works, people. Whoever's watching, season season well, the second half of season two and definitely season three, not club, might be a monster. There's a lot. Like there's, there's a few a lot guests going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on. And then we have the off season. Get those, get the games done. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if David spoke to you about uh, possibility, but I'll definitely speak to you after. Actually, I think the joke is I already know who that girl is. Oh, really? Yeah, it's my sister-in-law's best friend. When I saw it, I started laughing. I showed my wife. She started laughing. Oh, so you, he showed you the message? <laughs> no, we're all in the group. Oh, okay, okay. I forgot you were in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in the group too. So when I saw the guy say, yo, my cousin, I looked and said, her? <laughs> I said, okay, that's new. Like, it didn't even hit me because I know, like, as soon as I saw the company name, I was like, that does make sense. I'm like, that would make sense. Yeah. It didn't even hit me. Yeah. So if that goes through, we're off to the races, people. Yeah, that was one thing. So then we have a, what's it called? A bartender. And we can, we're going to have a producer? Or... Yeah, working on that too, actually. Yeah. So there's a bit of it's Looking crazy. I don't think he's going to come back to like. February, March, though, because he's scared of snow. He's like, I don't know about the snow. <laughs> so that's what you yeah. get. Yeah, so, but um, wish. it's still it's still but, looking very very promising. I can't wait. Come on, it's enough to do. Oh, what's it called? What's the next thing? Combat. RIP Combat Jack. Yo, that came out the blue. Like when I saw you posted on Instagram. If you're following Trace on Instagram, at Trace Motivate, yeah, me too, Yao Discheza. But yes, I saw you posted on your Instagram, and I was like, Comrade Jack. 
first of all, that's just thought you were bigging it up because he, he's like the originator to me, like of podcasts. When you listen, think about it, he was doing like the drink champs. Yeah. Like, the type of history type stuff, like the drink champs without the drinks way before anybody was even on this podcast. Like, I think the only person who are podcasting around the same time as him was probably Sway. I got a, I got a text from my bro, Sonny, just as I was opening IG and I saw Dallas Penn and a couple other people posting. Like when I saw Dallas, because Dallas Penn used to be on Combat Jack. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The first thing I saw was the picture of him and Combat. I didn't even look at the thing. And I was just like, I know they're still cool, but it's not like they post pictures together all the time. Right. So when I thought I was kind of like, what's up? And then I saw, I started reading it, like what he was posting. And I was just like, you can't be like, he's passed away. And then I just saw other, I saw premium Pete who used to be on the show. All these other people. Yeah. yeah. I, haven't, I haven't listened to. Do you know why? How or how he had cancer? Say word. So I'm assuming that's why he stopped doing podcasts. Cause, cause I used to listen to, I used to listen to it on SoundCloud. <clears throat> cause I have, I have the, um, the Beats dock, and I have an old iPhone. So the, the iPhone is just sitting on the dock. Right, right, right. And I would just listen to it, but I would check on the phone that I'm using to see what's currently being popped up, and then I'd right. see something. I'd be like, okay, when I get home and I have, you know, my internet at home instead of using my data. I'll check out the new Combat Jack and I'll just, you know, do my dishes or cook or whatever, prep my meals, and I'm listening to that. But I hadn't listened to it in a while. But I didn't know he had cancer. That's not me at all. I just, I noticed that for a while he wasn't putting up anything new. Like he, for me, I'm just like, he could be doing something else or, you know, people are always, people get busy, you know? Different adventure, different whatever. Like him, but usually when I would go and look for podcasts, it would be Combat Jack, um, Breakfast Club, Hot ninety seven, and Sway. Those were always the ones, and then Combat Jack just stopped updating and updating. So I was like, I don't get what's going on. And then this, and he was taking, he took the show live too. He was doing the last podcast I remember him doing. He was just doing like live podcasts so he was like oh we got shows booked in cer- certain places in the states we got booked no in london stuff like that so he was going he was doing the same thing that um brilliant idiots was doing or what brilliant idiots would end up later doing like the whole live live stream in front of an audience type of thing okay um but he's he's the og like when I first started listening to like hip hop podcasts, it was him and Juan Epstein. Um, mm, yes, the Juan Epstein, too. yeah, yeah. Peter yeah. Rosenberg and um, Cipher. Cipher Sounds. Those were the two that I was listening to on a regular basis. But he's the one that put Nori on, so yeah. he's he's partially responsible for Drink Champs and Taxstone. So Taxi's yeah, directly related to. Um, Combat Jack, because he's the one that introduced them, encouraged them, and put them on loudspeakers network. 
Okay, okay, okay. So he's he's like the guy that really set things off for the podcast that you hear today. He's the guy that set off like exclusive stories. They always go there and get a wicked story from somebody. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Yeah. And these these are like these are hour and a half to three hour shows. And you're right. you're always listening. Again, it's like like I was saying about Joe. Joe has the insight because he's in the industry and he can articulate it. That's the same thing Combat Jack did. Combat Jack was a lawyer. Yeah. But he was a lawyer for Bad Boy at one point, for Rockefeller, for Nori and Tragedy Gaddafi. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the know. He knows the backstories. He knows the people. So and and like I said in my post on on IG, especially the last ones that I heard from him, he was always stressing mental health, physical health, you know, making sure you prolong your life. I remember the episode with um Pun's widow. Okay. He was talking about therapy because he would always encourage people to go to therapy because he was talking about his own therapy. And she kind of played it off. And she was, I, um, a lot of people will say they don't, they do their own form of therapy. Yeah. But he was like, nah, like really check somebody, check a therapist because they, they're, this is what they do. Exactly. That could really help you. So he was like, there was always a message in the end. Yeah, so I mean, he was like drink champ, but like positive. Like there was something like without the drinks. Yeah. Or even like he wasn't even trying to get like fuckery out of people. It was just like let's get stories out. Let's like let's do this history. Like let people know what's going on. Yeah. Wasn't he the one who had tribe on? I think he had tribe. He had he had so many people. He had tribe on there. He had he had Sean Price on with with five right. Oh, yeah, the Action Bronson. He had Jadakiss, Fab. Shoot, I think he had the whole locks at one point. Yeah, let's see if I can actually get a list. So many people. I think he did a Fab Joe interview. Dame Dash. Yeah. Russell Simmons. Chuck D. Rizzo Scarface. The Chuck D one was really good. Um oh the ninth Wonder one was really good. He had he had ninth at uh A3C. I remember that one. Cause they did A3 he did A3C, I think, two or three years straight. He had a live panel. Oh, Oh shit! I've been missing out. There's been a whole bunch of episodes. The last one was yesterday, the shoot your shot episode. They did one, Uncle Luke, the power through, Cardinal official in November. Oh wow! Steve Rifkin episode at A3C, the combat cancer episode. Man, that's why I've been missing. Okay, yeah. Uh, Red Man, Just Blaze, Rizzo, Mathematics. Just Blaze one was um, really good. The A3C featuring Ed Lover, Angela Rye, Combat Jack, and Premium Pete, G Herbo, DJ Paul, Y Clef, 
Bomani Jones. This is just this year. Everyone is Bohami. Uh, how do you pronounce his name? This, this Bomani. Bomani. Bomani Jones from uh, again. Yeah. This is the return. So it was another one. Yeah. Aceled Cross, Twista, Benny Boom, Organized Noise, Dear White People. Oh, Where's Rocky M episode featuring Ninth Wonder, Professor Mark, Anthony Neal, Charlemagne, Brother Ali. Cancer Fighter, The Pretty Loop. Oh, man, I've been missing out. He's been talking about this. Yeah. Wow. Return of Dallas Penn, Biggs, The Locks episode. And that's the thing I liked about it. Like, I liked when Dallas Penn and Premium P were on it. They were, you know how, you know how Joe Budden's got Rory and, and, um. I just know Rory's name. He's the only one I ever hear. No, no, there's Rory and the other dude, the black guy. I can't remember his name. Um, I don't remember his name. The only name I know is Rory. Yeah, but um, they were they were like his his. I don't want to say sidekicks. They were his co-hosts. Yeah, and they were they were really opinionated. Like I like I like co-hosts that don't sound like co-hosts. Like they're just writing a type thing. Like they still have something to say. Yeah, like they're not. They weren't lackeys. They were. They were. They were. Yeah, all, yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of like how the shot club is. I don't know. About we're that. all. We're no lackeys. We have haters. We are. We are all. We have haters. We have snappers. <laughs> I was thinking I got to bring that back no. too. I was gonna do it one of the episodes and I forgot. To. Oh, snap. I was gonna snap on David. We should. Okay, Mo's a jabber. Pause. He throws like pure jabs, like just you're like, what do you that little asshole? Like, pause again. Like, <laughs> I can't wait till we go back on the road. Actually, I was actually thinking about that. Bring time. I was thinking about, yeah, I was thinking on the break, try to do it for like a week. On the break? All right. Well, that's good. This could be one I have like the, the school of like mind. I have like mind school. Sorry, I'm thinking like March break, but not March break. Somewhere within March, but not if too we, far, too late because university exams. If can, so if we can get sponsorship, this is a long shot. But if we can get sponsorship within that time, we should go somewhere like south in the states. We could. Someone that pay for our flights and hotel, and do and do March break. Shot club. That's what I think. A family in the states. Do I have family in the states? Uh, yeah. kind of, sorta. Cause we got a few in Florida. My dad's about to get a house in Florida. I have some in Georgia. Yeah, some in Florida, but they're more in laws that. No. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so, but that is a possibility going out there. That'd but build it as the shock club thing, like the podcast tour. So. Yeah. We have to actually build the show too. Yeah, and if but we have, I'm not gonna say we have time, but I'd say if we don't have anything done by. 
January. It's not going to be till the summer. Yeah. I mean, it's always something to work towards, though. Yeah. But I would use it as a promo tour. And I got to... Oh, what's the date of the first episode? We got to do the one-year thing. The... Um, in January? First episode wasn't in January, was it? Oh, I thought you meant the first episode back. No, no, no. Our first ever episode. Yeah. So, you see Pocket Live on my phone? So, my, my pocket opened Pocket Live and opened up a stream. So, I'm walking. All I hear was this girl singing some, like, little Uzi Vert song or something. And I'm like, what the hell is that? I'm looking around. I'm like, what the hell? I look. It's the girl singing a podcast. Like, Abi do and then he. Honey, I was like, what? <laughs> Are you serious? This is what you do? Couldn't tell you, man. I'm still like, I don't even like, how is he dead? What does it make sense? Like, 48. Yeah. Uh, I thought, I don't know, man. I thought he was older than that. Not that he looked older, but. <clears throat> Just his experiences being like an attorney and all that stuff. I figured he was right. maybe in his mid fifties, closer to sixty, just because of what he's done. But I didn't know he's forty eight as well. So he was like a, a young lawyer when he was doing all that stuff. Like most times, you picture lawyers being nice and old, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Because he was, he was negotiating deals for. Uh, Capone and Noriega in like 96. Most of those Queens artists he was working for. So he was like, what, 26? Right out of law school. Yawn. And all this... It's going to be a restart. It's going to be next for the for the, the shot club. Did That's we, what we should do, that commercial. Oh, Batman. Do, 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 do. What's next for our shot club? Will Trace, <laughs> will Trace be wearing a tie? Don't give too will much. Will Trace be wearing another sweater? <laughs> Don't give up too much. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to all that. Like before we even, before we even like really. Well, I'd say I'd say season three, like the launch for season three is gonna be, I think, really, really interesting. Oh yeah, with the re- with the resources we now have going forward, so. I think he loses um videos. We didn't start in September. No, September was in Max TV. No, that's Max. I think we started in like May. Either April or May, I think we started. Actually, I could probably tell you. If you look up, look up um, Rock Marciano Rosebud. Rosebud's Revenge. If you can Google that. Because that was the day that was the day M.O. Um, I was supposed to meet M.O. And he sent me a text saying that 
he couldn't get the program to work or something. So we weren't going to do it that day. So it had to be like three weeks after that. Because I had just downloaded that album. It just came out. Because we had a couple, we had a couple false starts. And that was the first false start. This like of music. <laughs> you don't own a watch. You own an iPod. Yeah. <laughs> you hear a song. Oh, I'm supposed to do this at five. What the hell you mean? Where'd that come from? Oh, I was just listening to, you know, that new track in the dune, and then yeah, oh. That's like the most recent thing I can recall from a a, a release date. Because there's so much shit that drops every Friday now. That's true. Actually, we can talk about some of those albums. Which have you taken in any new albums? The Jeezy. Uh, yeah. Uh, we didn't really talk about that on the show, so. I haven't heard the Jeezy yet. I listened to the first couple NERD tracks, and I turned the album off. It's like that. I wasn't. Well, I find NERD is kind of like different. Like their albums are always different. Like you, well, you I like get some, their singles are always dope, but then he starts like, to go off. I like NERD as a hip hop influenced rock band. Okay. I don't care to I don't care to hear them doing the, the the shit they were doing on this one. This one sounded like they were just trying to ride everybody else's way. I didn't like that. Oh, so it wasn't even original tape. Like for them, like wow. there's one song. There's there's one song I think has Gucci on it, and like Pharrell sounds like he's trying to be Gucci. There's one song, uh, with, and it sounds like he's a bored. Song. Yeah, so he's bored. Now he's just trying out different things, just to, for the fun of it. Yeah, I, it I'm hoping it didn't sound like the NERD rock shit, and that's what I was looking for. Oh, like the lap dance shit, like the old, I know what you mean. Yeah, provide. It's N-E-R-D, you always expect there to be like a rock, a rock influence to it. Yeah, I mean, they're actually. If it's cool. not. This one sounded like Pharrell beats, like Pharrell's just made <coughs> to accommodate whoever the guest is. Oh, uh, that sucks. That's just, but it, again, I only heard the first three songs and then I got frustrated and I turned it off. I'll tell you, that's what long drives are for. <laughs> that's why I love long drives. Listen to these albums. That's one of them I did get, though. So I have to go check that one out. And I also got um, Eminem. G Easy. I got Eminem. G Easy. I like that G Easy song, so I'm, like, I'm giving him a chance. But now I just realized that G Easy song. I thought it was him on the chorus, but it's not. ASAP Rocky, and then when I listened to the beat, I realized the beat is like, um, remember that song? I love bad bitches, that's my fucking problem. And I like the fuck, I got a fucking, it's the same beat, like the same thing. And I'm like, oh. and I'm like, also, I like Cardi, Cardi B first, but too. So many things. Everybody sounds so many things. Now I'm like, do I want to listen to the album or do I not want to? 
I wasn't really checking for GZ, GEZ, but I never have, so. I Me neither, this but this this album was dope to me, so I was like, hey, you know what, I'll give it a chance. <coughs> was our first drink cracking? Um, no, I think that was the second episode. I have a feeling that okay, I have a feeling the first one was a Canadian club. Mm. I feel like mm. the first episode we did Canadian club, and then we did crack. I club. feel like the first episode we didn't have a what's it called forty. <laughs> no, we did. We didn't have enough. And then the no, I mean a picture. We got the big bottle of crack. I didn't do a, a promotional picture for it. No, I guess not. The first episode I have with the promotional picture is the one with Kraken. Yeah, it couldn't have been Kraken because Kraken, Kraken, we got the, we got the really big bottle of that one because the first one we ran out early. That's true. So I, I suggested we get the big one, and then we got the big one, and it was way, way too much for what we were trying to do. I bid about the business. Sorry. That song with um, Pharrell and Rihanna, when they don't say nothing, it drives me crazy. So I try to say it, and I don't know what they're saying. Yeah. What was the, what'd you think of the Eminem album? <coughs> the Eminem album. Yeah, how'd you feel about that? I feel like, I feel like M became everything he's rallied against for so long. Because he was young and dumb. He's, um, he found a formula. He used to rally, he used to rally against. <laughs> and it's like, he's. That's the funny part. Like, he, he finally, but if you realize in his music, everything that he was against, his mom, his ex-wife, <laughs> pop stars, everything he's apologizing right. to are going within that direction. He's reconciled with all of that. Like drugs has really fucked him up. He's um he's become the king of rap ballads. Yeah. Like he used to have one or two on them. Now he's like it's half the album. Yeah. That's so true. Or it's like if not a ballad, it's it's like a super like inspirational, emotional song. It's like he's trying to make um lose yourself over all the time all the time not even lose yourself you know what it, you know what it's like it's like um i'm not afraid yes yes, like, yes 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 i feel like he's been making that and the what's the one with rihanna um the video had like a lot of fire in it love the way you lie yeah yeah love the way you lie yeah it's like he's trying to replicate both of those songs Throughout the album, all the time. Yeah, it's so true. Sometimes you um, just hear some brain damage, Eminem. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, off topic, but our start date is April sixteenth. Okay, that was close. I said May. What? Me? I like numbers. What's the number? Four one six. 
<laughs> okay. Okay. That actually works out. Four and six. And I think we come back to season three in April, right? Yeah. We end. We might as well. We might as well start on that date or the Sunday that's close to that. Let me check that date. We finish. We finish season two in February. So the fifteenth, either the fifteenth, twenty second, or twenty ninth. Well, it's the first eighth, fifteenth, twenty. Well, we'll figure that out anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that works out. Right. How'd you feel about the production on the Eminem album? Um, I felt like a lot of it sounded the same. The same as t- together, or you mean other albums? Like, like all the songs that were supposed to be big songs, like the Alicia Keys one, the Skylar Gray one, the Pink one. They had the it, same feel. No, the Beyonce yeah. one stood out because that one stood out because there was no drums. How'd you feel about that? I don't, as a first single as well. How'd you feel about that? I liked it. I, I didn't get why people are so up in arms. I was like, you've never listened to something acoustic before? I was disappointed that Joe and Academics bashed it on Everyday Struggles. Like, hip-hop doesn't have to have drums all the time. Yeah, that's just so weird to me. I was just like, okay, you guys never listen to anything acoustic. Like, I see why you guys... Like, that's why I see, like, Joe, when it comes to music, he loves his New York boom back like he has to have his boom back with it if he doesn't then he's not liking it but not just not just not just underground or boom back i mean like how many of us as artists as mcs have heard beats with no drums and we're just rapping over it just a loop like you've never heard that before it's true though before they put the drums in or whatever to me as joe budden as a person who makes 10 minute songs I don't get how he has an issue with yeah. no beat. Like, that was weird to me. That was weird to but me. But yeah, he was going off. But that song- The lyrics were wicked, but I was just like, if you listen to the mood of it with the lyrics, it all makes sense. Like, it all makes sense. Yeah. It's- I was, I was surprised- I guess the same argument. What? Say it again? I was surprised that was the first song in the album though. That's usually first single stuff though. Give it away right away. So then really it's either, either you can give it away right away, but Eminem is the, is the type of artist you can give it right away because people still want to hear the rest of your album. Sometimes it's usually for some artists, they'll make it that hook, like you'll have to get to that song. So you have to listen to all these other songs. But Eminem, I don't think he's that type of artist that he needs to have that hook. You still want to listen to it to either judge and say you like it or you didn't like it. It makes, it makes sense in the sequence of the album because when you hear the very end of it, he starts the next song. And when you first hear the song, you just think he's... When we scream, I made Stan? Yeah. I'm going to create a Stan. And there's like some scratching or whatever. Yeah. You just think he's kind of rebelling at the end of the song. But when you listen to the album, he's the way it's sequenced, he goes into that song like that. So it makes sense throughout it. Yeah, album-wise. That's the thing. When you create an album, 
it's hard to That's pull out singles. If you create a full album and not just a bunch of singles together, it's hard to pull it out because it might not get the same context as it should. Pause. <laughs> to not get the same context as it should if it you listen to it as a full album instead of a single. Yeah. Now I got that song in my head. I walk a water that I know Jesus. Tell that to her fans. That was that was I like the way that was written. Skylar Skylar Gray wrote that. Yo, when I tell you Skylar Gray should be bigger than she is right now, and they screwed up her first album by giving her an Eminem single. Yeah. So yeah. Have you listened to her album? No. When I tell you, there was stuff on there that I was like, this could go with like these are bigger songs than what's on the radio right now. Like she had a bunch of radio tracks, like those whatever top hundred, top forty tracks. But yeah. they were big tracks. When I was listening to them, I was like, yo, like you can feel these tracks. Yeah. But as soon as they dropped that first single with her and Eminem, it was done. But they tried to make that clown stuff. I was just like, man, Em, take your hand off it sometimes. Like Yeah. Kinda like kinda like Obi Trice. Yep. Got teeth. No, but Got Teeth was funny though. It was funny, but it was that's funny, not a- but they didn't do what they were supposed to do. Obi's think about it, when it got to what's it called the setup that's when people were like okay okay they kind of should have started with that exactly or even the one with um Evan Gray was doing yeah on that album the the with the organ she hits the fan oh, yeah yes yes what you gonna do when shit hits the fan and you're gonna stand and act like a man or you're gonna fall oh yeah, I was a shady mark back in the day. Heavy. Not one shady album got by me. I think I have both Obi Trice albums, both D12s. Hey, D12's first album? M's up to Eminem Show. Then I stopped that after Eminem Show because it was just getting too much. Yeah. But yeah, how's that? I was a shady stand, and then 50 Cent got there. Woo. It was a rip. Yeah. I think we got to do that one episode. Just go through different labels. <laughs> we did that. We did nah, that like, That's shock. No, we can, we, can, we can dive into this shit. Pause. This is a second pause in like three minutes, B. <laughs> but that, like, think about it. We can do, say we can do a, a three-part. A three-part series. Uh, yeah. We'll ask our one viewer, or one viewer, if you think this as well. Three-part series. We talk about three main labels, or we can do it by coast: East Coast one, West Coast another, and then yeah. South. Boom, boom, boom. That's East yeah. Coast. They had Def Jam, Loud, Bad Boy, Bad Boy. Tommy Boy, back in the day, Ruckus. Uh, I think those were the main ones. Then West Coast, obviously you had Death Row, um, Ruthless. Yeah. What was Quick on? Quick was on. <sighs> That's a good question. 
I feel like I know that. I don't know why it's escaping me. Oh, I think it was priority. What did priority turn into? Priority was the home of Ruthless. It was the home of Death Row at one point. I think after Interscope. Is Interscope Interscope is a West Coast label, right? Like it's international now, but essentially, yeah. It's mostly West Coast, yeah. right? Interscope was originally like a rock label. Yeah. I saw something. There was like this one group that Jimmy Iveen produced. Have like nine I don't possibly. There was a point that Interscope had everybody. They had Limbiscuit, Corn, and all them. And then on the other side, you had the rap side locked down. Like the Interscope was, was that label with everyone. Yeah. Oh, obviously aftermath. That's another West Coast. Yeah. And then on the South, obviously no limit, cash money, slip so and slide, deaf. so so deaf. Most um, uh, house. You said Swap House. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's Jay Prince's? Rap a lot. Rap a lot. Yes. 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 Man. That's just off the top. Like, yeah. About that, we can go through history. And truthfully, when it comes to South, I'll be learning a lot of because I wasn't really into the South. Yeah. Heard a lot of West Coast stuff. Remember um, TQ? That was my dude. <laughs> he got <laughs> caught up on cash money. Did he drop? I don't think he had to drop anything at that time. I'm not sure. We might have to do like a, we might have to do a deep dive on Cash Money, because Cash Money put out a, Cash Money put out at least one Tina Marie album. They did, they did. I learned that whenever a label gets at that point where they start signing everybody, they're cool. they're about to fold, and that's they're, so weird. you think. Because it's a thing of it's a thing of um, writing off things. They're trying to write everything off by then. That's protecting your. But you think being able to sign more artists means that you have more to work with. You know what I mean? You know. Remember when Rockefeller was signing everybody? Everybody. They had Nori. <laughs> Nori tells the story. He's like, he got like a chain, and that was it. <laughs> they had Graph. Remember Graph? Had graph, that is so true. Then they had MOP. Um, who else? I think they signed MOP and Nori at the same time. Yeah, I think so. But Nori, <clears throat> Nori is probably the most productive out of all of them because he had the. That was when reggaeton was hitting big. Exactly, that's when he was going platinum on reggaeton. So when they signed them, it was a good sign, but. Didn't even get to drop an album on Def Jam. Oh, they they had ODB. Yeah, that's a sad story. That was sad. Yeah. But yo, my that story's as sad as like big pun. I just lost a hundred pounds. I'm trying to live. Did you did you see the um the MTV ODB um documentary? Mm-mm. 
when he this was when he just got home. He just got out of jail, and he went like, uh, what's, wasn't that a, what's it called? The Rockefeller sponsored thing. If you put if you put in ODB MTV, it'll probably come up. It was like based on him coming out of jail and signing with Rockefeller. Okay, then I think I've seen that. I the, day, I... the day he got home, they did a press conference, and Mariah was there, and Dame Dash was there, and then they threw him in the studio with Pharrell, and he looked all disheveled. Yeah, man, they were moving too fast, man. The guy just went to jail, got off drugs, like, and you guys, they just tried to put him in a test, though. I'm like, it was like a whirlwind. The guy just turned around and said, I need drugs again. Yeah. He fucking died. That sucks, man. Yeah. ODB, like, it's supposed to be around like DMX is around type thing. Like, he might still be wilding, but he's still alive. Yeah. Like, ODB should be around like Flavor Flav is around. You know what I mean? Like, how how's Flavor Flav still around, but ODB's not? Like, DMX has been in and out of everything. Like, come on. Everybody's built different, though. It's true, though. But still, man, it's sad. Yeah. But, yo, my battery's going to go. have 50 kids. Well, wait until your phone dies. Yeah, it's, it's about to die out. What are you at? I'm waiting until you're about to, like, 9%? All right, tell me when you're at, like, 2.5. Yeah, but I'd rather... I'd rather tune out than cut off. I'm just saying, 2.5. <laughs> All right. Well, then, this has been another episode of The Casual Fan. Shout out yeah. to the Shot Club. Shot Club, we will be back in the new year. Yeah. January 3rd. Uh, stay tuned. On... We don't yeah, really stay tuned to the... We might, we might do a Christmas episode. We might okay. do an anti-Christmas episode. Part two? An anti-Christmas episode, like... Is it Christmas for you, motherfuckers? The, the, Grinch, <laughs> the Grinch that stole the, the podcast. We could do that. Oh, we gotta bring Hater Dave on that one. <laughs> Hater Dave has to come through for that. Oh, shoot. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, everybody watching, make sure you do watch for more content coming on the thing. We have the this guy versus that guy. Yeah, I'm just putting that all together. You'll be seeing that. Uh, we're trying to get Dave on here. <laughs> I mean, David Solomon. Get him with his own show called the Hater Dave. Yeah. And Mo. Make, make sure you subscribe. We're working on him. Yeah. yeah. Always make sure you subscribe with your. Subscribe. Hit the notifications. So. You know, you get alerted for whenever we drop live podcasts. Yep. And also stay tuned. End of the month, we are going to announce the winner of the remix contest. Yeah. So we'll be doing that. We just got to go through the beats one more time, get everybody to vote down, and then we'll have that out. So, yeah, you will see us before the end of the year. Yeah. But until then. Follow, follow us on IG at Shot Club Podcast. Yeah, at Shot Club Podcast. That's at. Trace Motivate. This is at Yao Discheza. This is at my spliff. <laughs> We're going to be out this bitch. Thank yeah. you for watching. See you next time. Casual fan.
Oh yeah, I'm the one who stops it, right? 